Hey you, you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy QDZ for Sheezy. It's way too easy. A.K.A. Mr. Steal Your Spaghetti, A.K.A. Michael Gordon, A.K.A. Widow's Peak Bandit, A.K.A. Uh, what else am I? It's Daddy Long Legs. What's up? What's good? Bow. As you can hear, I'm I'm rubbing my hands. This is this. It, it, look, I'm rubbing my hands into the microphone. That means I'm ready for business this episode, guys. All right. Nah, Let's, that was that was Birdman's uh, rubs rubs hands to, like. To, that was his Don't. language to tell somebody to shoot somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you I thought you was about to say something else, man. Just come on. <laughs> I'm like, yo, be be respectful. But that's when not Bird even man, re- this respectful. Is his message to his shooters. Hey, Rubs man. hands like Birdman. Yo, welcome back, guys. This is episode 116. 116. 116. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to the wise gang. We appreciate y'all for, for pulling back up. Um man. I feel like it's been a while, man, it's, but clearly it's only been two weeks, like like always. But uh, if you guys haven't done so, definitely go check out our last episode, uh, episode 115. We talked to Remy Lewis-Harris. He's a, uh, he's a, you know, a cool entrepreneur, artist manager that we had a dope conversation with. So please, definitely navigate to that episode after you hear this one. Uh, you know, got to get your priorities in order, guys, because we got some topics for y'all. Uh, Q, man, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. I think we we are all fully ingratiated into 2022 now. It's it's normal. We're writing it on all our stuff, and so now it's 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 about getting in mid season form for the year. You know, so I'm all for it. All for it, man. Tell that enjoying to the Lakers. This, the, enjoying the, this weather too. The the Lakers should be in mid season form, yet they are in preseason form right now. <laughs> How the hell are you in preseason form in in the middle of the season? You know, yeah. Lakers are it so is. bad. People are no longer calling them a bad team anymore. They're calling them a bad establishment. <laughs> A bad business. That's how you know you must be bad. They're like, this is how bad. This is how you should not operate your business. That's how they're comparing the Lakers to. I swear. Oh man, that 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 has some validity to it. I, I will agree with that. Cause that, yeah, that's that's crazy, right? It's it's like, and, and I think the teams that usually get that type of criticism are the ones that have like very visible ownership and very visible front 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 line managers and stuff like that. Like you go like for I think for forever you're always going to hear well as long as Jerry Jones is alive you're going to always hear about criticism front office <laughs> that the front office is is doing and not doing with the business Cowboys. decisions right. It's you're going to be like, like yo. Did they make the right call? They should have fired such and such coach. Is this organization being run right? It's going to be all these questions. It's like literally you can use the Dallas Cowboys and Lakers as examples of what not to do when you're trying to start a business. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, everybody has to buy in. Uh, Your assets have to make sense and all that blah, 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 blah. So that's how bad the Lakers have been. I have a wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Strong belief that by the end of the year, they mm-hmm. will be in the conversation for championship contenders, and they are going to win a playoff series somehow, some way. I can never doubt LeBron James, so we'll see. 
I don't know, man. I hope, man, to be honest with you, because uh, he got to stop apologizing to the fans on, on Twitter. That was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I know it. Listen, he's the leader. He has to set the tone. I don't want to see the star player on any franchise in any league apologize to the fans <laughs> in a statement on Twitter. That's embarrassing, dog. Like, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. What do you mean? I stay apologizing. You never yeah. apologize. I apologize to my employers all the time. I, hey man, I know. Did I you just hear today. what I did? You just hear what I said? I said star player. You're not the star player, so it I'm don't not matter. A star player. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> why am I getting star player money? Huh? Ooh. Why is a podcast paying me fifteen cents? Ooh. Fifteen cents an hour. I'm getting star player money, brother. If that's star player, man, you need to reset your priorities. But okay. <laughs> anyway, man, let's let's jump into this, man. I think. Uh, I think we've we've yapped enough, you know, especially considering the fact that uh, I got some yapping to do on this episode, but constructive yapping. I I got to say that. Yes. yes, I got to say that. Now, uh, before we get into the actual episode itself, I got to say a couple things, you know, a couple church announcements. Let's get this out the way before we proceed any further. Uh, Check us out on Patreon, as always. You can see some behind the scenes content. Um you know what I'm saying? We need more people on there, right? Fucking with our our our, our content. Like I I need y'all to like really, you know, if you are somebody who is is in tune with us on Instagram, in tune with us on social media, you like our podcast, you know, if that's something you want to do cuz we can't force you guys, check out the Patreon, man. I I think you'll enjoy the video version of this episode where you can see my face. I got a fresh cut. Don't don't you dare tell me my cut is not fresh. My cut is is crispy. Like, I mean, it, it almost looks like my hairline is fake. That's how crispy my hairline is right now. And, and you're on mute, by the way. Nobody can hear you, which is a good thing. So crispy. Remember that song? So crispy. So crispy. My shoes. Kia Sean. Kia Sean. That song. You damn so right I remember Kia Sean. I believe he was a DMV guy, right? If I'm not mistaken. I I can't, I can't confirm Actually, that, man. No, but Tabby, anyway, Tabby Bonet was. What was Tabby's song? What was his joint? What was Tabby Bonet's song? Put it in the pocket. pocket. There you go. Put it in the pocket. That's a dope song. That that song was hot, man. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in addition to, you know, like I said, Patreon, check out the Zero Skips playlist on Spotify. So, if you're listening to this on Spotify after you finish listening, just head over to the playlist. We got some new additions to the to the playlist, a lot of indie artists, up-and-coming artists, people that you have never heard of. I can almost guarantee you you've never heard of. But they are making music, if not on par with some of your favorite mainstream artists. And if it ain't on par, it's better. I, I, can, I can say that. That's how much I believe in the music we add into our playlist. Go check that out on Spotify right now. And also, if you want to check out, uh, if you want to text us sometime, you know, we got a phone number, 571 Four five nine seven six zero five. We got some people that's already texting us. Part of the Wise Gang. Listen, that's a, a way you can really chat with us a little Come bit more on, intimately, man. man. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying, give up that phone number, all right? If you we not spam, I promise you. If you're gonna promote the phone number, it's got to come out cooler. Like he got to five, be like Mike seven, Jones. One. Yeah, there you go. Remember Mike Jones? Five, two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Hit Mike Jones on the low, so Mike right. Jones about to blow. Let's 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 do this again. Let's do this again. All right. If you want to text us on the phone number, do it now. Five seven one uh 
four, five, nine, uh, seven, six, zero, five. What you want to do? Uh, hey, hey, somebody put a beat behind that. Hey, I guarantee the, you that's a hit. In the words of Ghana, <laughs> I don't <laughs> mess with, I don't mess with that phone number song. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't text unknown phone numbers. Uh, I don't mess with your phone number. I don't mess with that person. I don't mess with Yeah. Uche telling fibs. Anyway, inside joke. Oh my god. Inside joke. Hey. Yo, let's wrap let's wrap up this intro. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Okay, man. let me, let me, let me let, hey. Let, no, no, no. Like okay. the episode, subscribe, and, and share it with your people. Now go, man. Go ahead, yes. man. Yes, hey, you know what it is. Check it out. Hey, you know what it is. It's Soulja Boy, man. It's Soulja Boy, man. Hey, all right, go all right. Out. Here we go. Check out, check out ratingsgamemusic.com. <laughs> Known in other countries as RGM and all that. Song reviews, album reviews, editorials, all that good stuff. We may, We got the best song reviews on the planet. I'm going to sit here and say it. This is the old logo, but you know we rapping. You know we rapping. You know what I'm saying. No, I'm saying I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about this Kodak Black. You know what I'm saying. Like the, hey, this Kodak. Hey, hey man, this, this you, so... you see that? You see that? <laughs> hey, you see hey, that? We... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead you go see ahead. that Breakfast Club? For some reason, it's circulating. People are now using Kodak Black snippet from Breakfast Club as like an Instagram meme type thing. Which one? People... What did... Remember when he was like, "Hey." uh... So Kodak, you in love? I think so. Oh, I see that. They say, yo, hey, Kodak, they say monogamous. They say, yo, Kodak, you can be monogamous. He said, what that mean? He said, Kodak, you don't know what that means, right? No, no. I see that. Oh, shit. Yo, that was fucking hilarious. So this might be the one, huh? I think so. That might be the same time. Was that the same interview where he was like, I'm trying to show people how he used the word and he used it wrong? Uh, I'm intelligent or something like that. It is uh, anyway, whatever, I, bro. I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past Kodak for saying a, a word that don't exist or one in the wrong place. Just saying, intelligent. <laughs> he said, "Hey, Kodak, man, you willing to be monogamous to one girl?" What he he said, like, uh, "Yeah." And then Charlie was like, "You don't know." Uh, monogamous he said, "You don't even know what that means." No, I don't. <laughs> no, it's like, come on, bro. Anyway, man. Right, Go ahead, talking man. About, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Keep up with your announcement. It, was that it? Was that, that, that was it? it? That was it. Check out ratingsgamemusic.com uh, for the best. We are now no longer banned in Yahoo. We were banned. We were no longer on search engines, Yahoo and Bing. We got that all squared away. We are now on Yahoo and Bing. Don't ask me why we got banned. Just understand we are now on Yahoo and Bing. Trust me. I will not ask you. Because uh, it sounds like you are, you're emotionally distraught behind that. And, yeah, and why the hell is RGM? Why is ratings game known as RGM in other countries? <laughs> what, what, what scam are you pulling, sir? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the record. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, all right, that's cool. I like that. internationally known. <laughs> we are known in ratings game music in ten countries. <laughs> In Ukraine, it is RGM Inc. <laughs> oh, over here, got a different tax code in each state. Oh, man. Uh, this guy's a, this guy's a scammer, man. Come, anyway, uh, let's Can't start wait this to off end up though. On American greed. Yeah, I know, man. You got a you got a, a front row spot. I think they waiting on you. Yes. Uh, 
This episode, man, we got some dope topics for you guys. Uh, and by the way, appreciate you guys on Instagram for, you know, for engaging with us as always. You know, we, we asked you guys the day before each episode, you know, what should we talk about? And uh, y'all showed up this time. Unfortunately, though, I will say, yeah, there's a, there's a couple gossipy topics in there. We ain't really vibe rocking with it. You know what I mean? We try to keep it strictly to the music. You know what I mean? Soldier Boy. It's Soldier Boy. We, tr- we try to be monogamous to the music. You know what I mean? I don't even know if that why that makes sense, but shit, it does to me. Uh, but so on this episode, though, we're going to talk about, you know, which is more important, album sales or music quality, right? And so that that to me, you know, we'll break that down a little bit further as the episode goes on. But uh, I think we're at a, a real, uh, I would say, precipice of a of a of a of a time we're in right now where you got music happening you know there's dope music happening but yet album sales are not necessarily matching up to quality per se i think most people make the argument we'll talk about a little bit more later on after that we're going to talk about uh the recent rap on trial legislation being pushed by jay-z uh himself you guys know jay-z man he's been a very outspoken guy when it comes to racial uh racial um initiatives these days especially when it comes to music you know jay-z's one of them dudes that he likes to put his money behind his words at this point and i think it's dope um there's a, a lot going on in the state of new york that jay-z is uh pushing he's trying to get the law to not be able to use rap music in the court of law we're gonna break that down a little bit further and then after that we are going to get back to our world famous lost one segment and guess what guys the album we're going to be talking about today is Kawaii, also known as Kawhi leonard by childish gambino bet you guys didn't know childish gambino was uh actually making pretty good music back in 2014 uh we're gonna break down you know that project seven song ep that uh, he put out which clearly showed then that he was able to make the quality music that I think most people understood he was able to make back in the late, what is it, like 2017, 2018, all of that stuff. This we'll see. If, this is America. I think he caught a this lot of people America. by surprise. Yeah. But Don't first. Slipping up. First topic. First topic. First topic. For, oh, has, first topic. Has gonna wanna dethrone Young Thug? Boop, 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 boop. Has gonna um, dethrone Young Thug, man? Let's try, let's just get down to the nitty gritty. I'm tired of the shenanigans. Let's address this head on because I'm sick of your games. You've been talking a lot of trash off the scenes about the the using the word dethrone versus uh, handing the torch. Q, kick this discussion off, would you, please? Could kick it off, my G. Hey, listen, this is this is actually a topic that I proposed um i text uch uh you know i was taking a dump and i I just really started to think to myself i said yo with all bro you took bro you wait you were dumping when you text me that that's when the thoughts flow when the other stuff please don't text me again please don't text me again the thoughts flow they just start coming (laughs) out you know what i mean wait which thoughts you think you think of thoughts while you what, taking what, bowel movements? What That's thought, crazy. What thought can can end up in, 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 with that smell? There's no way. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I was thinking about it. First off, 
we all know Gunna dropped an album, um, DS Forever, which is interesting. It sounds very similar to Future DS2, right? DS Forever. Um, really good, sold well. Uh, Pushing P is is looking like the song of the year so far. Um, and you know, it's he's so big now that even IHOP took his whole you know this ain't P you know gimmick that he's been using right so major things that gun has been doing and to me i'm like i started thinking to myself has young thug ever reached this level of popularity where people are hanging on to every word and people are actually and and then hitting number one like gunna didn't only hit number one on the billboard charts he beat the weekend who performed at a super bowl you know, so, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, Gunna, when he first came out, I thought it was pretty obvious that Gunna was Robin, you know, Young Thug is Batman, Gunna's kind of, kind of that complimentary piece, that second option, but as time has gone by, Gunna has shown that he's more than capable of being a first option, and what do I mean by first option? You know, he can make a song blow up all by himself. Gunna can go on a feature and the song can be significantly better because he's on it. Those are the type of things that first options do. But you know, what's so difficult about this conversation is I do think that young thug is a first option. I do think that young thug is one of the hottest artists in the <clears> game. It's just a matter of, Oh, like if we looking at the accomplishments of both, especially in the last couple of years, has Gunna had more significant accomplishments than Young Thug, if you really think about it? Because if you go back to his um, Dripper, Dripper, Dripper Drown, right? Is it Dripper Drown? Yeah, Dripper Drown. Dripper Drown 2. That's an album that I think resonated amongst tons of people in the hip-hop community. Gunna also, you know, dropped that joint project with Lil Baby. Another thing that resonated mightily with people. I think Gunna's features these last couple of years have been fantastic. He's been on everybody's album, and and the songs that he's been on were were were, were major hits. Then you're even looking at a song like "Too Easy," right? I think "Too Easy" with Future, fantastic song. I'm not sure, right, that the role that Gunna is on right now, from a commercial standpoint, from a hip hop standpoint, from a output standpoint. Thugger has ever reached. However, I like I said, I don't this is this is not a knock on Young Thug at all. I think Young Thug is the first option, but it's like is Gunna really the one that is the biggest out of that group? And in, in hip hop, that happens from time to time. Doesn't happen often. Like I think Meek Mill eventually um surpassed Rick Ross in popularity at a certain point. Um I think while ASAP Rocky has been always more of a worldwide figure, I do think there was a point where ASAP Ferg was looked at as probably the more popping dude from ASAP, the ASAP crew. So it happens. But I thought this one was pretty interesting because I don't really hear much people talking about it. Okay. Um, well, I'm here to tell you you're crazy. And uh, anybody who thinks like you is crazy. It's like, no, nah, I'm messing with you. Um, Truthfully speaking, I think that um, yeah, man, like Gunna has 
Gunna has entered into a different, he's tapped into, this is the word I'll use. He's tapped into a, an element of um, virality. He's tapped into a, a, another element of um, impact, if you will. Like having people care about the music a little bit more than Thug had. At, at least, I, I, I like to always say this because I really feel like Thug has a lot of closet fans. Like, people who like Young Thug, especially historically from back then, back before when he was doing the antics, you know, there were a lot of people out here like me who was kind of, like, championing him publicly and be like, yo, I really think Thug is, like, a very innovative dude. Like, man, I don't care that he's wearing a dress, but this guy is, like, really dope. For the most part, there were people who were listening to Thug in their house, guilty pleasure type style, not really wanting to come out here and say it. I think Gunna's like the complete opposite because there's really nothing controversial about Gunna, per se. Like, the music is what it is. It's wavy. It's infectious. It's, it's, it's quality to some degree. It's, you, I think one of the biggest knocks I hear about Gunna is, man, he sounds repetitive. Or people say, yo, like, he's not saying anything. He's just freaking, like, flowing, Right? I think that's valid criticism, right? Valid critique to some degree. Like, I'm not going to act like that's ridiculous. But at the same time, when you listen to DS4, DS Forever, I should say, I will acknowledge Gunna opened up on a different level. He did. He had songs like Living Wild. He's talking about his kidney failures. He's talking about, you know what I'm saying, the, the doctor didn't know who, the doctor didn't care who was rich. Like, I need to be admitted. You know, he's saying stuff like that. Like, he really tapped into a different vulnerability uh, bag, which I think Young Thug always did. But something about Gunna's music, mixed with the fact that he's actually opening up a little bit more, and you mix that in with the the P, you know, the, the, the social media aspect, it just makes people care a little bit more. Not to mention, I, this, is the, this is actually the most important part, I think. Gunna is, to me, a more... He's a more effective feature than Thug has been in the last three, four years. Since Gunna has been out, it's rare that you hear a Gunna feature and you're like, that's trash. Like, I've never said that. I've always been like, yo, that's a solid feature or yo, Gunna stood out. Like, he really he really showed something. So I think that also plays into it as well. Like, his, he's been very effective in his own music. He spread himself around feature-wise, right? He's not controversial. He's just kind of a cool dude, it seems. And I think that at the end of the day, the music has been elevating since I think he came out of the, you know, out of the gate. So it makes sense as to why I think Gunna is probably a little bit more impactful than Young Thug is in 2022. Young Thug yeah. had his day, man. It's just not today. You I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, I like to always compare basketball people have historically been comparing hip-hop to basketball because I think they just go hand-in-hand hand so well. You they know, do. I think, you know, Gunna reminds me to a lesser extent of John Morant. You know, Gunna right now, it seems like he has a full grip of the culture, the hip-hop culture. Mm. Full grip. He understands the ins and out of it. He is the culture. Remember, they were talking about at the time when they were talking about drip. They're talking about slimy. 
it was not resonating. I don't think people, he was so ahead of his time with that type of swag that not everybody was like understanding it. Now it's starting to make more sense. Not only because Gunna has effectively promoted that type of culture, but because now there's so many people trying to emulate Gunna, emulate that slimy culture, that, 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 that drip culture. And he does it so well that, you know, now he, as a first option, is clicking. The reason I compare that to John Morant is because John Morant kind of reminds me of Allen Iverson to an extent, where kind of like a rebel, the country loves him, like, not country, sorry, but the Memphis loves him. It kind of embodies what the culture of Memphis and the culture of that grind, that yeah. new player, that grind, that just you know, swagger, doesn't it feel like John Moran can do no wrong, like when he's on the court or outside of the court, but now John Morant has actually propelled his game to the point where he is an MVP candidate and still has the culture, that's how I think Gunna has propelled himself to number one option and still people in the culture of hip hop get him I think yeah, uh, Young Thug has always been so ahead of the culture, right? But I don't think Young Thug per se is 100% the culture. Young Thug is just his own guy, which I, I admire. I appreciate that. Young Thug is not following anybody's rules. Gunna is navigating through the culture's rules, but knowing what to say every single time, knowing what to do every single time, knowing who to associate himself with every single time. That's really hard to do, you know, and so I'm impressed as somebody who I was a gonna critic. I was a gonna naysayer. I didn't necessarily understand the rave that people had about gonna let, let the, let the record show that I was between you and I, mm-hmm. which is a, a theme, but I ain't even going to speak on that. You know, you give me my f- Give me my. I don't. I don't fib like Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> no, like I. I was talking about Gunner, and you. You dismissed him completely. But he's. He's not even. He's not even. He's not. He's not even the most extreme case here. Like there's plenty of other cases, like Don Tolliver. The list actually goes on. But we're not here for that today. Okay. okay. The point I'm making is, yo, he's been dope from day one to me. From day one. Day I think one, he got significantly it, it, better, though. I will lie. Of course, I, I, no, I'm no, no. Absolutely, he's gotten better, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying he hasn't. What I'm saying is the foundation that Gunna came into music, where notoriety, where I, I was telling you this off camera. Like the first time I ever heard Gunna was on um, "Beautiful Thugger Girls" by um, by Young Thug in 2017. He was on that song uh, "Till Infinity." Mm-hmm. If you know, mm-hmm. if you know, it was like the second or third song in the album. Gunna mm-hmm. literally just had like a small part; like he didn't have a verse, he didn't have a hook. Mm-hmm. It was just you just to infinity it, background vocals, if you will. I'm thinking, who the fuck is Gunna, and why did he not have a verse or anything? Come to find out, that same dude would end up being here today, outselling the weekend. That's mind boggling to me. Crazy, right? You know what I mean. So it's it's crazy, but not super crazy. Which it, I, I I tried my hardest not to pill into the second topic about mm-hmm. you know outselling. I tried my hardest, but I think let's it's get, a natural let's, flow. Let's, let's get into let's get let's into get that. into it. Like it's a natural flow. So <clears throat> second topic was you know which is more important, sales or music quality? That is a fantastic question, especially in this day and age. 
Am I sure that this question was out there back in the day in the 90s when Puff Daddy and all them people were out? Was this a question that was actually garnering arguments? But I think mm. today, more than anything, uh, the, 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 the difference, there's, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more separate, in my opinion. So what's your take on it? Like, what, what, what do you think about the, 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 the gap that's becoming between sales and music quality, the importance of sales? Yeah, man. You know, I so this is one of the topics that I wanted to bring up just because and it was a I'm glad you said it was a natural transition from the last one, right? Cuz they are the subject that sparked this discussion for me. You know, they as in Gunna and The Weeknd, right? So they dropped on the same day. Uh I think anytime The Weeknd drops, it's like a moment, you know, especially the last maybe 4 or 5 albums from The Weeknd like it's like if you drop around the weekend, just move over. Like you, it, historically, your music shouldn't even really matter when the weekend drops. He's that big; people rock with him that much. His is cult he, following is that. Is he though? Yo, yo, don't digress. Don't digress. Don't digress. Okay. If if you want to get into that, we can. I'm I'm fine with that. Okay. But the weekend, put it like this: After Hours was a huge release. Starboy was a huge. There were singles, bro. Do you remember the singles, uh, uh, Heartless? Do you remember the whole look when he gets into that thematic bag? Those were big moments uh, that he had, especially on After Hours. Even, I would argue, Starboy as well. So I would say, even going back, the album previous to that, Beauty Behind the Madness, he had songs like Often. He was on the come up. He was not pop like he was now, at least fully. But The Weeknd is a big artist. That is really the argument I'm, I'm only making. So are you disagreeing with that? Or are you... Agreeing, I, I'm confused. I I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the okay. middle. Okay, go ahead and let's your, your your what she your she got to say. Well, hold that thought because maybe that maybe what mm-hmm. you're saying has a place in this discussion. It does because, um, so with that being said, they dropped on the same day. Gunna uh, and, and Weekend did, and you know, I think that uh, people were a bit thrown off by the Weekend because if I could be wrong. I don't follow the weekend, you know. I don't I'm not really all the way tapped into everything that he does. But this album came out of nowhere for me. Like there wasn't much of a rollout. There wasn't much of like this build up. It just seemed random, right? I started seeing him in old uh, old man gear, and I'm just like, bro, what what's happening? Oh, I guess the weekend dropped. Let me go listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to Gunna, where dr- Gunna dropped too easy with Future. What? A month or two ago, potentially, um, he had that weak ass beef with Freddie Gibbs. F- Freddie Gibbs, uh, you know, he was doing some things on social media leading up to that, talking about that ain't P, which had took a took a freaking, you know, had legs of its own at the end of the day. But really, all I'm getting at is that I think that most people would easily make the statement saying that the weekend makes more quality music than Gunna. When I say quality, I just mean musicality, right? When we start breaking down music layer by layer, really analyzing uh, production, song quality, intention, uh, uh, you know, impact, who it's reaching, demographics, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like samples, like you would probably 
align all of those things and maybe give the weekend the nod in that respect, right? And typically, I would say that when you dominate in every aspect of music over somebody else, back in the day, that usually meant that you were the better artist and that people probably wanted you more. And so the album sales maybe would follow. The album sales maybe would confirm all of that. Well, I feel like 2022... Uh, specifically with Gunna outselling The Weeknd, almost disproves what used to be the norm, right? It, it completely shatters the old way of thinking to to say that just because you are a more uh, quality or uh, universally renowned right artist, that means that you're going to outsell or that the demand for your music is going to be better than the next, right? That to me is what this is showing because Gunna will never be on the Super Bowl. He will never be headlining the Super Bowl. You'll never see that happen. I'm I'm fairly confident of that. And that's not even a knock on Gunna. That just, it's just the type of music he makes. It's just not universal to me, right? And so, Q, when you think about at least what I just said or even factoring in what you were about to say earlier, I mean, what's your what's your opinion on that? Like, which, where do you stand in this conversation? So, while you were talking, you know, which, by the way, I'm going to premiere this. This is my reading glasses, a.k.a. slash this is my, uh, when my eyes can't look at a computer screen for so much longer that I have to put this on so it won't burn glasses. I'm gonna put these glasses Bro. on and act like they're reading glasses. <laughs> Bro, you got you got blue just, lens glasses now. <laughs> just so I can look, just so I can look more intelligent. Welcome to the crew, my G. Did you know that? Did you know that? Here is the weekend's last album sales for the last four four albums. Beauty Behind the Madness in 2015 dropped 400k first week. Massive. Star, massive. Starboy, 348K. <whistles> After Hours, 444K. <whistles> Dawn FM, 148K. Huge drop off. That is a three. For all the people that are in math and, and statistics and all that good stuff, that is a 300% decline in first week sales. 300% decline. So the question now is, I, I think The weekend, his personality, his persona is as big as it gets, you know, at this very moment. He's just like you, you mentioned, he's at the Super Bowl. That was a year ago, guys. <laughs> that wasn't like three. Well, was it? J, no, it was The weekend. The last Super Bowl was The weekend. The one before that was J-Lo. The weekend did the Super Bowl performance by himself. That was just a year ago. Not even a year ago. He's as big as he's ever been, in my opinion, but the album sales aren't translating. You know what this tells me? Marketing. Marketing. Marketing is one of those things where it's such a big beast. It's such an ever-changing uh, uh, ways that you do marketing. Gunna's marketing for, what's the album called? Oh, DS. Like I was about to say Pushing P is his album name, but his <laughs> P marketing which got people talking about the album and had people an interest because think about it. 
more people are going to go and try to figure out what they're going to get from Gunna if they don't know who he is. I'm sure there's a whole right. bunch of people outside of the hip hop community that sees, wait, why is everybody talking about P? Who is this guy that is is getting IHOP to say P and all this culture? I'm interested. And I think that's where artists should now start pushing because Playboy Cardi, same thing. Playboy Cardi outsold your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know why? Because Playboy Cardi garnered interest. People are like, what is all this thing on the internet? People talking about they can't wait till Playboy drops. Playboy is talking about my album can't come out. It's garnering a level of interest that I think is translating to album sales. In this case, I think from a music standpoint, does The Weeknd make better music than Gunna? I wouldn't say he makes better music. I will say he makes more experimental music, which back in the day, I think experimental actually translated to people being interested also. But I won't go out on a limb and say that The Weeknd severely makes better or is clearly makes better music than Gunna. Let me let and me I'm be clear that from this album perspective that I heard. let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm not saying that either, but I do believe that if we polled most people, if we put up a poll on mm-hmm. any platform or walk into any building in anywhere around this planet except for Atlanta <laughs> or anywhere in the south and we say who makes better music not we don't even got to like dive into the question we just say who makes better music i think the vast majority of people who if you give them a listen to each mm-hmm. each of them they would say the weekend of course that's what i think i mean cuz so that's, that's what that's what, but that's what i'm getting at it's not about that's what they programmed us to say you know what i'm saying like that's what they programmed us to think that you know pop music is better they programmed us to think that because somebody has great vocals or thank a you. nice voice that that's better music but if you actually take a listen to what gunner was able to put out with his ds forever album the music on there is really good really 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 good bro it's strong it's strong it's and and his performance on it like you mentioned there's some songs yeah there's pushing p but then there's also songs where he really opens up hits us with a wide variety of melodies he puts some of the best hip-hop artists in the game in places to succeed It's, it's actually pretty good music but you know in this it's it's it sucks because i think it's so funny. We all talk about how, you know, the progression of technology and the progression of social media and this whole Me Too movement and all this stuff. People always mm-hmm. want to talk about how it affects hip hop. I actually think some of these things are affecting pop more. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there's no such thing as a pop star anymore. You know, like a pop star is is now just somebody who is always involved in drama. I think a pop star is somebody, they look at pop stars as Kim K's of the world. You know, like if you're not being talked about on the internet or on social media every day, you're not a pop star to people. And I think pop artists are now being discriminated against because (laughs) as funny as it sounds, they're being discriminated against because they're just being put thrown in a, thrown in oh yeah you know what 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 did you say right when i said the weekend came out i want to say that this is what you said oh i already know what to expect from the weekend right so you don't mm-hmm. take your time to listen you just you're like, oh, i'll listen to it when i get to it or 
if something happened on social media with the weekend, then you'll go listen to it. But you were in no rush to to listen to the weekend because you already knew what to expect from the weekend. You were in a rush to listen to Gunna because you knew that was going to be the topic in music for the next couple of days, weeks. You didn't want to. Hip hop does a good job of being like, you don't want to miss the party. You want to be a part of the party. So you got to listen to it immediately. So I do think this is more of a is timeless is timelessness of music going away are we getting too bored with good and are now more interested in experimental are we now more interested in what everybody else is listening to and talking about and so i think that's where you know gonna won so yeah i want to i want to say this man first off Good points. Good points for sure. Um, I got to give context because, um, you know, Gunna, Gunna outsold the weekend this time around, right? I think he was like, he sold 150. But let me actually give you the raw numbers, right? First week sales of the last three albums from Gunna. Because Gunna's trajectory has actually proven to be on par with where he is today. I don't think people are actually very familiar with this. So let me give you the last three albums, okay? Drip or, Drip or Drown 2, right? Okay. Debuted at number three on the U.S. Billboard 200, selling 90K. 90,000 albums the first week, right? Mm-hmm. Wanna, right? You guys remember Wanna? That was the last album that he just dropped. Debuted at number one, selling 111,000 mm. first week. Now we get to DS Forever, selling 150K first week right debuting at number one so i'm giving you those numbers not to be like oh this is why he's better than the weekend it's not about that it's about for anybody who's surprised that gunna sold 150 right i don't think you're familiar with the actual trajectory he's actually been on right so it's it's almost like this would to me be so random if it if one sold 20k and then all of out the blue Right, he's been a 20 30k first week selling artist, and then out the blue, he sells 150. That would be ridiculously shocking. But you see a steady incline in his numbers, and it, and it when you put that in perspective, it's not as, it's not as crazy as it seems for his numbers. Now, him beating the weekend is still going to be shocking, no matter what. I believe. Now, now let me get now let me get into the next point. Number two, you know, there's something to be said about culture. You know, and how much that has to, how how much importance that has into this conversation. You talked about marketing, right? I I'm firmly I firmly believe that a lot of a lot of the marketing that goes into some of these albums, a lot of it's orchestrated. A lot of the you know they they strategize the teams. They go back and they're like, yo, what can we do to really get people to care? Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and not make it seem like it's fake. You know, what can we do that's like organic? And so, you know, it's dope that the Migos came out with a series called Culture, right? They're on Culture 3, the album. And, and these are Atlanta guys. I would say Migos and Young Thug and Gunner, they're all in the same conversation, if you will, from the same school, if you will. Make different music, but they're in the same school. Bro, Gunner is culture. Gunner, Young Thug is culture. 
all of these people, they move the needle culturally, right? But you know, they they do, and they it's do, like they, we don't we don't we don't have to we don't have to even understand where P comes from. We don't have to understand slime. We don't have to understand slat. None of that stuff has to make any sense to you. But when you walk out in the world, the people who are consuming their music care about those types of things more than you may think, and it has a place. It has a factor into why people listen to the music so much. It just at, does. At a certain point, I think this is the thing that this is the elephant in the room that you know. I think we both tried to sidestep, and I'm gonna say it. Okay. Does album sales even matter anymore? Does it matter? I think that's the biggest takeaway from me. I think, yeah, back in the day, Jay Z. One of my favorite lines by Jay Z, other than the line, "I, I, I've been to Paris two times. I seen the Eiffel. I seen the Eiffel." That's like one of my favorite Jay Z lines. One of my second favorite Jay Z lines was when he said. Only dudes moving units in pimp juice in us. I think back in the day, moving units, which is selling records, how much how much uh, albums you sold in the first week was important. That was one of the biggest ways to to show the world that like you doing something big as an artist. I think in this day and age, there's several different other ways to prove, and I think album sales are now at the bottom of the totem pole. When it comes to ways to prove that you're a popping artist. So yeah, The Weeknd maybe have not sold as many albums. But The Weeknd songs are being played every single time a show. Like let's say NFL Countdown, right? Right before they go on commercial, they're playing uh, Take My Breath Away. They're playing this stuff on the commercials. They're playing it on freaking festivals. You're going to more than likely hear The Weeknd in more venues in more scenarios, in more media, then you're going to hear a gun. So, like, is album sales really the indication that somebody's popping? I don't think so. Not anymore. Because Olivia Rodrigo, I don't know how much she sold, but she's on a trajectory to become a megastar. I don't think it has to do with album sales. has to do with the frequency her music is being played in different types of mediums. So as much as we want to say, oh, Gunna beating The Weeknd surprising, yeah, it is kind of surprising because I feel like The Weeknd can do both. He can be played in several venues and outsell people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you can't tell me that The Weeknd's not a bigger artist or this is not a bigger release. It, but see, and I, and I will never tell you that because The Weeknd is bigger than Gunna. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care. And so, listen... I'm not bringing this top. I'm not bringing this topic up to reinforce the numbers and be like, "This is why Gunna is a bigger artist than The Weeknd." It's not what this is about. It's to drive the discussion to show the fact that numbers don't equate to like you're talking about the frequency in which your music or the or the 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 way your music spreads out into the world, right? Like because at the end of the day. I can say this like I used to say this for years to you behind the scenes, on the record, whatever you want to call it, where I, w- I would always say hip-hop is pop music, right? I would always say that to you, even before it was a popular thing like it is now. But at the same time, there are still far more people globally who care about pop music than they do hip-hop. I believe that to be a fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think that's of debatable. Course. 
mean, so with that being said, that's why you're going to hear the weekend weekend's music being licensed in every other avenue, right? That's the reason. It appeals to more people, and it's like you can. It, it's going to be played in more bars. It's going to be played in more clubs, probably. Um, it's going to be played more worldwide, and so it's like you know, album sales are great, and I think album sales are now, like I mentioned earlier, an indication of interest and i mean interest in the terms of people are curious to know why they're talking about something and they go and buy the album to listen to it i don't think this album that the weekend dropped anybody was like interested per se to figure out what was on it they knew what was going to be on it they already knew so like they didn't want to go out there and buy the album but they're like I'm gonna hear it on the radio. I'm gonna hear it on. I'm gonna download some songs here and there. There's no. There's no suspense. Yo, there's no yo, suspense bro. to M, to to the weekend's story. So you know, hey, no longer. So, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is the last thing I'll say. I'm gonna be honest with you. We talked about the weekend on the last episode, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Dawn FM. We briefly touched on it. Um, no, no, no. We talked about the album. I've had more time to listen to the album since that episode, right? And I can say don't confidently, say stupid. Don't say something. No, stupid. no. Li- hear me out. You're gonna disagree, and it's cool. I don't care. Like it's not a big deal. I can say this confidently. Dawn FM, while musically it meets so many levels, it it checks off mad boxes. The album was was a mid weekend album. I say that respectfully. It was not that great, dog. It was not. I'm sorry. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what nobody. The weekend knows that that album was not great. He knows, and the people know. The y'all know, like it's not. It's not a crazy listen, statement. I'm telling you, dog. Cra- you're smoking on crack rock. Hey, no, man. listen. In Just the, saying. In the band, though, yes, it may not be good. In the no, band, man. See, like, no, they're no, not no, trying no, to see, listen to no, it. No, in no, the no, band, no, 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 no. Don't do that. They're like, no, we no. want the whole weekend. No, we want see, that. See, See, I, you, I knew you were going to say that. From no, the no. perspective of... I don't live in the band, though, my G. You speak okay? from the perspective of Trill Sammy. Yo, my guy, I live in a I live in a slightly gated neighborhood. The gates are made out of sticks, okay? <laughs> you, ever seen a, you ever seen a neighborhood with gates made out of sticks? Okay? Uh, uh, that, that ain't, you mean sticks? Sticks? No, not, th- no, not those. Watch, <laughs> hey, watch yourself. No, but what I'm saying is like, I'm not speaking from no perspective of a band, though. Like, I'm just speaking from hey. music. It was cool. Hey, listen. I, I said it then. I, I stand still, by that. I really I do. I still think, listen, I'm going to sit here and say it. I, and I'm not persuaded or biased in any kind of way. That album is awesome. Now, now is it, like you said, I, I, I will give you credit. You said this is a mid-the-weekend album. I yes. was clear to say that. I, I see what you're that. saying. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, if you are a fan of The Weeknd or you're expecting a certain thing out of The Weeknd, you're not going to like this album. But if you are strictly speaking from an experimental standpoint, from a music standpoint, from a next level good music execution, I think it's a phenomenal. I think it's literally a A minus, A, B plus album. And no, qu- I will never go back on it. I'm firm on that. It's, 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 it's great. But hey, man. Speaking of great, we have some great topics. Oh, actually, it's your turn. You pitched the topic to me. 
Did you forget oh. how this goes? Hey man, listen. I didn't know you were switching topics. Let's let's get it there, man. Listen. Right. Next topic. Rap on trial. That's the name of this topic. Why is it the name of this topic? Well, guess what, guys? It's because Jay-Z, Fat Joe, Kelly Rowland. I don't know what Kelly Rowland has to do with like rap music. But anyway, Kelly Rowland. Uh, all of these, there's a, a conglomerate. Meek Mills, sorry. He, I, thank you. Um, all a bunch of con- a conglomerate of rappers, entertainers. They are all getting behind this piece of legislation called Rap on Trial in the state of New York City. Sorry, New York, to essentially put a stop to prosecutors being able to use rap lyrics, specifically rap lyrics, not music. That's not what this bill is about. It's not music. Rap lyrics in a court of law without. A legitimate reason, right? So it's not that they can't use rap, period. It's you can't just easily just say, yo, look at what he said. Let's use it as evidence. Like you have to have legitimate. This is what they're going for. There's like you have to have a legitimate reason to use his lyrics has to align to a specific crime in order to use it in the court of law. Now, before I get into any of the details even more, I just want to say that, uh, you know, this news happened um you know it's it's happening i think at a time where man I, I feel like rap music in particular you know especially gangster rap music if that's what you want to call it drill call it whatever you want to call it it's at another level these days when it comes to the types of stuff that guys are saying in their music right and how some not all of these guys are snitching on themselves Right. We got We got to call. I got to look at both sides here. I'm, I, by the way, Q, I'm going to alley-oop to see you in a second. I just want to set this properly. Now, we've seen examples like Tay K. You guys know Tay K, the race. You know what I'm saying? That was a big single that came out, what, I don't know, five, six years ago when Tay K, One Hit Wonder, he immediately went to jail. He went on the run. The song was made about, the song was about him committing a murder and I'm on a run, like a race, and that's exactly what he was doing in real life, right? And so that's just one of the few examples, right? You can also argue YNW Melly, however, he has not been convicted in the court yet, but I'm bringing up that to just simply say, I do think that a lot of these rappers, they do snitch on themselves, right? We have to, we have to acknowledge that. So, for those people, I have no sympathy for you, right? Like, I just don't. If you if you commit a crime and you say it over wax, like, you, if you commit a legitimate crime and you say it over wax, well, that's not smart. You should probably go to jail. Like, it should probably be used against you, right, if that's what you did. Now, on the flip side of this conversation is there's tons of rappers who rap about guns, drugs, killing all types of craziness that are doing it for entertainment, right? They just are. We know a lot of these rappers is, is, is capping. We just know. It, they can't all be telling the truth. It's impossible. Like, And so with that being said, where is the artistic license to, to be able to express those types of sentiments in songs and not have it be used in court? Q, what do you say to this? Because I, I really want to know your thoughts. You know, I'm not going to lie. This was since you because you're the one that brought it up since you brought it up. It was always difficult for me 
to like even figure out something to talk about with this topic very difficult just because i see all sides and i don't think there is a wrong answer per se what i will say is you know uh, we talked about this off camera it becomes a respectability thing it because if i watch so much dateline right I watched so much 2020 and all those shows and the, the people when they're trying to use evidence against you, they pull everything, cell phone records. What did you Google? Uh, you know, who did you talk to? Which store did you go to your receipt? Even down to your tire ridges. If they see that you're at the scene of a crime, the tire ridges match the the uh <laughs> you know what they saw in the mud they can get you on that so i'm not faulting prosecution or whatever for trying to do whatever they can to prove a murder or whatever but you know at the same time it becomes a thing about artistic artists our art and it's such a fine line such a gray area between art and reality you know and you mentioned the good point. I don't want to take this point because you mentioned it. And I think it's a fantastic point. You said people don't look at hip hop as art. Hip hop is one of the few genres or art mediums that people don't look at as art. Why is it everything else is art? Like, you know, we have these video games, you know, that that there's killings and shootings and stuff like that. People are like, oh, it's just a video game. All right. You see these movies, some of them are based on real life. Like, you know, the same way you're talking about music, right? 50 Cent had Get Rich or Die Trying, right? In Get Rich or Die Trying, loosely based off 50 Cent, am I right? Didn't people get killed right. there? <laughs> Didn't people talk about doing this to this person and that to this person? But I'm pretty sure somebody looks at, oh, this is a movie. He was portraying a character. So if I'm looking at it from a standpoint, because I think... <laughs> I want to say this. I don't want to sound cruel, but I guess I, I will. <laughs> I don't give a damn at the end of the day. Like, I, I think people care so much about these rappers. They go to bat for these rappers and do these two. I actually don't care. Like, I mean, whatever y'all want to do, like, y'all doing what you do, understand there's consequences. I don't care as much as I may seem uh, in a sense where, like, you know, if you got in trouble for it, hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But. At the same time, I'm also somebody that's big on law. Guilty until proven or innocent until proven guilty. I'm big on that stuff. I'm big on evidence. And in my opinion, there is no way from an evidence standpoint, it would make sense to try anybody on lyrics that they said on a song. I, I just there's no way there's no way. That's like trying somebody on a, you bake the cake. <laughs> you're like, oh, this cake, some of the ingredients he used indicates that he knows how to use a knife to kill somebody. Like, no, like that's to me, that's kind of what they try to get OJ off, right? Try to get OJ on where they were like, based on the cuts of Nicole, they were like, that's the cuts of a professional person that knew how to like use a knife. And they were like, OJ was for a show was learning how to use a knife or whatever. 
you can't try him on that you know what i'm saying like that doesn't make sense to me even though it makes sense that yeah it makes perfect sense but i do think that copyright the ability for you to say that this is for artistic value literally stops everything from being used as reality. Well, well look, look, I think I, good. Hopefully I didn't interrupt. No, no. I, I, mean, I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't know if that was an ending. That's but it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, so again, I see all sides as well. I really do. Like, I'm, I, I hate when people don't, are not able to see both to see multiple angles of a of a particular conversation. To me, that's like a little weird, but whatever. It is what it is. I think it's okay to see both sides, but still land on one. To me, I see both sides, but at the end of the day, what you just said, which is how are art artistic expressions being used in a court of law? I said this off off camera, off the record, if you want to if you want to call it. And I was like, yo, man, why is it that, you know, we're even having this discussion? Like, why is it that Jay-Z even has to sponsor a a piece of legislation in the state of New York to stop prosecutors from even using rap music in particular? Again, I'm very clear to say rap music, not music overall, because at the end of the day, if this conversation was about just music overall, I would still have a problem, but I would not feel like it was targeted towards black people, period. Just point blank. I'm just going to say it. Here say we go. It, it is what it is. Throw in the race. See? And I'm and not I, talking about Tay-K. <laughs> right. No, real talk. And so I know, I know how it sounds. It's like, oh, like uh, you're bringing up race. There's an element of this that could potentially be racially biased, right? Because we're not having the same Absolutely. conversation with 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 white dominated genres. We're not having this conversation with country singers. We never hear anybody ever say, "Yo, you heard that new Morgan Wallen song?" Yo, hey, I think he really, I think he really drugged that girl he was talking about in that song. I think he, I think he really killed somebody, like he said in that one song. We never, nobody ever says that, but. For some, and I understand why, because rappers kind of like pride themselves off being being real, keeping it real in their music. That's like the the notion that a lot of rappers take. We always assume that like because a rapper says X, Y, and Z, then it must be facts. You get what I'm saying? And I just think that just because and nobody assumes that, you know, I think they pick and choose. They pick and choose, but what I'm saying is believe. True. But I, what I'm saying is that same conversation, that same uh, level of nuance that you're talking about, the picking and choosing, is not extended to other genres. It just isn't. Nobody talks about none of that stuff when it comes to it. We got to keep it honest, dog. It just it's is not, what it is. It's not extended. I mean, I think, I mean, let's, I mean, I don't want to see, this is a hard, this is a very hard conversation because I don't want to give people passes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't nah, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Hip-hop. Let's talk passes for some of the things that's been said and done neither but, do i and that's why i'm very clear to bring up examples where a lot of these dudes self-snitch they re- a lot of these dudes really are saying some bullshit i think and it's going in the music and they're being held accountable for it here's the thing I rightfully think, so i think in the in the in the in the in the in the court system 
in the court system, I think image is so important. And if you can portray that you are an artist in court and they respect it, they won't use it. I think a lot of these guys or girls are going into court, right? And they're doing these things, whatever. But to the judge, they just look like a regular person. To the judge, they don't like a rapper. To the judge, they don't look like, you know, when they ask them, what are you doing, right? Like, what are you doing in your life? Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just making music. I'm just in the hood, whatever. Like, they're not really portraying that they're a musician. But, like, for somebody like a Meek Mill, right, which I'm not sure if they used his lyrics against him. That's, I, I can't remember. I think I heard a story about that, but I, I, I don't remember. But It definitely did. Meek Mill, when he first came out, he just looked like a rap, or he just looked like a black dude, right? This is where I think it's, you know, the, the systematic racism from time to time. They, he just looked like a black dude. And to a judge, they're just like, oh, yeah, you're just like all the other black people that I tried, blah, 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 blah. If Meek Mill was to go into court now with all the business endeavors, with all the support, they're not using his rap lyrics against them. They're looking at Meek Mill as a musician, as an artist. I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make is that they think that everybody knows that you're a musician. <laughs> they think that everybody is written on your forehead. I'm a rapper. A lot of these people only see you as just a black dude in America. And I think these people are going into court thinking that they can win trials and stuff like that. You can't use whatever image is so important in the court system. And so, you know, image is one of those things. It is what it is. Image is crucial in the court system. Bottom line is the last thing I'll say before we get into the next topic. Every other genre, except for hip hop slash rap gets the benefit of the doubt. That's the last thing I'll say. Because once again, in an image, it's all but, about image. But f that. Who I'm not saying people? it's right, by the way. No, but but think about it, right? You saying you giving me the reasoning, and I accept that. But it's the it's that mentality that that even makes that okay. What you just said, or 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 justifies the reasoning I, behind it. That is the problem. Not okay. You get what because, I'm saying? Exactly. Because like I said, I'm I'm going based off of if some of these these black dudes go in court right and they come in here like you know not dressed to what the judge thinks is the standard or how it should look the judge is literally looking at you as everybody else literally everybody else that they may have tried that was black or like that came from from wherever they're looking at you the same they're not looking at you as a rapper but when i think a lot of times in the court system when a white dude comes in there and they start reading out the crimes they're like wait who is this person it's an image thing and they start trying to appeal what i think court systems do a lot of times is they start trying to appeal why is this white person the white guy in court and they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what happened in their life that would make them be in court for a lot of these black dudes that are going into court they're just assuming assumption you're just like all these other people i put in jail they don't Yo, take look, the time to figure out who you are. <laughs> agree, hundred percent agree. And 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 I think what you and I, think sorry, that, I was going to say what go you ahead, think what you what me and you and what the artist that's in court may think 
is music and lyrics, the judge people are looking at it as this person just said this. They're not looking at it as lyrics. They're using this as words somebody said. And that's why I think, like I said, with, you know, white people may get the benefit of doubt in court where they're like, what's wrong? What? Why would somebody, why would John turn to murder? Like, why? And then they do a deeper dive into that person's life. I don't think young black men, they're doing deep dives into their lives into why they committed a crime. You're... You are you are exposing you the racial bias that exists, but at the same time, but at the same time, I completely agree with that, and that is some of those underlying things that's that so, are part of the problem. Here's the here's to be honest thing. with you, it is part, it's of, part of the problem. Here's important thing. But at thing the I'll same say. time, I got I got I gotta keep saying this because I don't want this point to get lost. Sorry, let me this, say this I important. Just, thing I, made, real I quick. made this quick. I made this real quick. Real, no, real I, quick. I, I, I finish what I'm saying. It's important thing. Sorry, it's important to what ahead, I just finished. I'm just saying real quick. Go ahead. And so when the when when they look through the, the like the white person, they have the time to actually look and see that they're a country artist. You see what I'm saying? Then yeah. they start to see, oh, well, let's figure out about him. He's a country artist. He works here. He works here. They took the time to figure out, oh, he is a musician. They're not taking the time to figure out that these guys are musicians. They're just throwing in that, him in jail. But, in sorry, that further, no, good point. In that further, which again is part of the bigger rooted issue, which is that the artistry of hip-hop is not respected. It's not. It's just not. Like, we can call it... Remember, think about how many times you and I on this show have talked about why rappers are not considered songwriters. Think about that. That plays into this conversation, right? You can't tell me that a Kendrick Lamar, who actually is respected, I believe, as a songwriter... Remember, he won, like, a Pulitzer Prize... That's like only re- reserved for authors who write books. So it's clear that someone is is understanding that there is an element of hip hop that is of the highest height of, of of artistry and songwriting, right? So there is certain people see it, but the criminal system does not is the biggest point, right? There's a lot exactly. of people, not only the criminal system, they do not see hip hop music as art. Therefore, they don't take the time, to your point, to look into uh, some of these dudes. A lot of these dudes are talented. They just may be hella misguided. Mm-hmm. They made them make these mm-hmm. crazy decisions. Mm-hmm. Some of these stuff that they're saying in these songs, yeah, some of it may be true. Self-snitching is a big problem. Let, let's not act like that is not the case, which is why I led this off by saying there's hella examples to show that a lot of these dudes actually are snitching on themselves in the music. And therefore, if that is the case, yeah, your lyrics should be held against you. But it shouldn't just be this big cat, this one cast assumption that because somebody's rapping about killer music, murder, drug, you know what I'm saying, this kind of stuff, that automatically that means that everything they're saying is completely facts. And let's let's try them accordingly based on their music. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like the way that they look at it is they look at it rap as a lifestyle. That's how the judge system looks at it as a as a lifestyle. Oh, you're a rapper. That's your way of kind of connecting the dots that you're a gangster. They look at it like that. If you are a country artist, they look at it as that's your occupation. Oh, you're a singer. Oh, that's your side gig. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's an occupation or side gig. Rap <laughs> yeah. is something that you do for fun or like it's a hobby or it's a part of the whole gangster portfolio. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't 100%. know if that will, ever change so well hey look 
at the end of the day, listen, man, we can't, you can't, you can never change the hearts and minds of people, right? But at this, but what you can do is is try to push legislation to make it harder for the people to make those types like of said. judgments. And that's where I, I commend somebody like Jay-Z uh, in this whole little initiative that's going on in the state of New York for even happening. I think it's a step in the right direction. Should have never. Hip-hop, should, hip-hop lyrics should not be used. If they want to use hip-hop lyrics, you know how many things they can indict me on? <laughs> Yo. Hey, on that note, when we man, was freestyling. On, on, on that note, shh, the feds is listening. I was lying my ass off. I was like, man, I got seven Bentleys. Remember that song I said I had seven Bentleys? I don't got no damn seven Bentleys. Yo, Q, I hey, got let's, Louis let's... Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Where? Bro. Actually, bro, no. I don't. I don't even want to say half the stuff I used to say in songs, man. Listen, God, I'm still waiting for God to forgive me, let alone let alone some of these other people. The now, I don't want y'all to know what I used to man, say. Man, right? we was over here. We would rap. We would be like, oh, hey, man. Man, we got bottles and Hennessy. And right when we finish the song, we go back to our stupid dorms. With our Honda Accords and our freaking, <laughs> I had a, a freaking two-day-old Chinese food. <laughs> Acura TL, man. Shout out to my '99 Acura TL, man. I used to love that car, man. man. Anyway, Q, let's move on, man. Let's yeah, get to let's, the next topic. Let's let's, let's, let's wrap things up. Let's lighten up the subject a little bit. This is yours, actually. Lost, no, but ones. kick it off though. Kick it, kick, kick off it the off? topic though. Kick the topic. Lost off. ones. One of my favorite songs on J Cole's first album, by the way. Um. Childish mm. Gambino. Kawaii. Yeah, you know, I think Childish Gambino, you know, there was a steady progression as him as an artist. He started out as like kind of a battle rapper, in a sense, quirky rapper. And he started to get into his melodic bag every once in a while, like on 3500. No matter what you're saying, what you do. 3005, like you mean? He, oh, sorry, 3005. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he got into his melodic bag in there every once in a while. That was something new. But I think he doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on his melodic bag, starting with Kawaii. So you were the one that picked this album. I think it's a fantastic, actually EP, not album. I think it's a fantastic yep. project. Why did you think it was so fantastic? Yeah, man. Well, look, man, you know, I- I'll say this. Childish Gambino is, you know, he's one of those, he's one of those figures that people have, I don't, I really feel like they haven't really been able to figure out, you know, it's, he's, he's been one of those multi-talented dudes of the likes of Jamie Foxx, you know, somebody who can sing, make music and like legitimately be respected as a, as an artist, but then also be a comedian Right, do stand up, and then also be in film, movies. Right, we've seen Charles Gambino in the Star Wars movies. Like we, you, you rarely see people who are able to do as many talents as Childish Gambino. That's what I will say to start this off. And with that being said, if you guys remember pre-acting, uh, pre-Atlanta Childish Gambino, right. There's this guy who tried to get his music out there, right? He tried to get people to really respect him, his music. And I just feel like when he dropped his project in uh, 2013 called uh, Because the the Internet, I just don't feel like it hit. 
the way it should have. Because at that time, Childish Gambino was still looked at as like this goofy guy who is quirky, antisocial. You know, he does have, he was humorous always. I think he was always like this humorous, witty guy. People saw him for that. But musically speaking, people didn't want to give because the internet a chance. I really feel that way. I thought it was dope. Now, fast forward one year later, 2014 comes around and Kawaii drops, right? And this was an EP, which I believe set the tone for what you all who probably respect Childish Gambino musically as of today, it set the stage for what he was able to show, which was that melodic singing, uh, infectious, um, almost felt like uh, a ra- radio where radio meets playlists. You know, it, it really had like multi-dimensional aspects of his music. And um, at the end of the day, man, like you could not deny Childish Gambino's music in 2014 when this EP dropped. I really feel that way. But even still, I don't feel like people were ready for Childish Gambino at that time. You know, he had some songs that people rock with, right? Like, remember, you talked about uh, 3005. Remember he had the song with Janae Aiko, uh, Bad Peace, uh, which was not on Kawaii, but it was on, like, a previous joint. Actually, I think that was Janae Aiko's song, right? Featuring him. But um, I think it was Janae Aiko featuring him, maybe. if I'm not mistaken. So, it, to me, he always showed that he was he, that he belonged musically. And so I just feel like... The Kawaii was the start of what we ultimately was able to um, receive in songs like Redbone, right? You you have to respect Childish Gambino's music at this point, I would assume, because he's only delivered since dropping Kawaii, right? Uh, this is America. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's put out a lot of music, but the point that I'm making is this. Childish Gambino is one of those underappreciated artists, artistes, multi-dimensional artiste who just happens to be very great at everything that he does. And that includes the musical side, which I believe you guys should take a, take a listen in this, in this project, right? So for example, if you're starting with this album, it's only seven songs. It's very easy. Listen, like this is, this is like, this ain't going to take you long at all. Go ahead and clean your car, clean out your trunk while you're listening to this, throw on sober. The, The project starts with sober, you know, pop thieves. Really every song is dope. Can't, I, can't, I really can't not say that there's a song that does not stand out. So throw this in your playlist, bro. You know, sober. And now that it's over, I'll never be sober. I couldn't believe. Come on, man. You know, the, put the, some respect on Childish Gambino's music, you know, music, you know, man. Is, I don't, I don't, I hate to be the Debbie Downer. Go ahead, the John. The John Negative. The, the negative Nancy, um, you know the thing about Childish Gambino, I never could get hit to. Everything yeah. always feels like a promotional tape. Like everything almost feels like a, a this is a demo, right? Like Kawaii felt like a demo. I'm like, I want more. I want more. Give us more. It's just kind of like five, six quick songs. His yep. last project, The Awaken My Love, great album, but it feels like a demo. It just kind of feels like he's just playing around with a whole bunch of sounds. Then the last last one, three fifteen twenty. Don't even, felt like don't even get me started demo. with that. Just felt like he's just trying to. It's just like I feel like he's just trying to gear us up for something big, but nothing big ever comes right. And I think that's what Kawaii did, did for me when I first heard it. 
I was like, oh, Childish Gambino is about to become the biggest artist in the game, right? And nothing ever really manifested after um, Kawaii. But, you know, the, some takeaways for me about Kawaii. Uh, I think around that time, uh, you know, melodic rap was there, but like melodic rap like this wasn't there, where a rapper legit thinks he's 100% an R&B singer. Like the melodies that he was toying with on that EP was, in the words of Okra Straight Nine Six, it was it was nuts, man. It was what was the word he said? He said, <laughs> he said uh, it was bonkers. He was mad, um, you know. Mad. <laughs> uh, he was he was playing around with all kinds of melodies that I thought were great sounds that were just like whoa what made you think about that and then also was an introduction to jaden smith like jaden smith is sprinkled throughout that whole ep um and his part was weird but tight at the same time you know as he narrated things it to me was kind of like an indication that childish gambino is an experimental artist that likes taking chances and he's not married to rap like he he can hit us with melodies i think since this release music has gone this way and has probably gone away from it but this was an a very important piece to melodic music in rap very important piece i'm not sure a lot of people feel that way but everybody else is wrong yeah they're wrong and that's why they need to listen to us to make them right uh <laughs> i remember saying, when this came out i, Bro, rem- I, do I too, was man. blasting it which by the way i think if you want to like uh, childish gambino even more i don't know if you ever saw that movie he had with rihanna on netflix i never saw i heard it was I garbage watched, oh it's i love i heard that joint was from trash a, from dog. an artistic standpoint i didn't really uh-huh. love everything about it but like from an artistic standpoint it makes you like appreciate them it's like a musical almost i thought it was really tight it 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 helped his brand i think you would like him even more after watching it but like you said the movie's not great it's almost like watching car wash (laughs) (laughs) well look well look here's the thing one thing i'll give him (laughs) car wash come on man don't don't i don't even want to go down that rabbit hole don't even get me started on car. Listen, here's the thing about here's the thing about as you crack up uh over there. Look, one thing I'll give I'll give Childish Gambino his flowers. I'll give him his flowers for a second, right? Because y'all may not respect him musically, at least fully, but for the most part, Atlanta <laughs> is a hit series. Right? Atlanta's a hit series. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I believe he. I believe he's part of oh, the writing man. team. He created the show. Like he, yeah. he, he, he's a he. He wrote the script. He no, acts in it, show. bro. Fantastic like it, show. it's the, he's talented, man, in every way. Yo, hey, don't don't ever say car wash again. <laughs> Remember car the wash? maker, the it makers of car, the, <laughs> yo, brother, the makers of car wash. Don't ever want anybody in the public to bring that movie. They they they've been trying to make people forget about that movie, and here you go. Oh man! Going against the grain, man. Stick to the script, Car man. Car wash. Oh, remember that movie? Garbage. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Wasn't Bernie Mac in that joint? Am I tripping? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Bernie Mac was in that movie, but it was, it was bad, interesting, dog. though. It was interesting. It was interesting. 
car wash. Hey. Uh, loosely based on all of our cousins. I, but, uh, <laughs> I think that's it. Yo, right? look, yo, that's it. Hey, listen. Honestly, like I said, seven song, 30 minutes or so. Go check out Kawaii, man. I, I really feel like uh, you'll be surprised at the, the level of a uh, level of music, especially for this to come out in 2014. You'll be surprised at, uh, at how good the music is. So Slept on. Completely slept on. Oh, it's, now it's, it's my turn. It's 100% a lost one. Now is my turn. That might that might be the best lost one because that tr- people truly don't give I, a damn about. I didn't forget Kauai. about it. I still listen to it. I I did never forgot about it. That that Yo, bro, if, was steady bro, rotation. That if was steady I poll, rotation. Let's put up a poll or something like that. Let's put up a poll and say, <laughs> "Have you heard this album before? <laughs> yes or no." I'm willing to bet the overwhelming people would say absolutely not. We don't know what this is. Like of honestly, course you had to have hear, heard. You've heard that album. If you I don't think people really rocking with it. Fan, I don't think people fan, know you've dog. Heard that album. Come I don't on. think so. Everybody. I don't think so. You using? I think it. you're using. I think you're using revisionist history, man. Back in 2014, nobody cared about Charles Gambino as a musician at all. That he. That was after 3005. And peak toes. People it was slightly. It was slightly after, but his buzz was still like it wasn't fully accepted. Like that there were when, people who were rocking with it, but it wasn't a lot. That was when Bitcoin it a lot. was one one cent. People were trying to figure out what the hell Bitcoin was. God, don't it don't was, remind me. Could you imagine Bitcoin at don't, one point was ten cents? And if you were to buy like three thousand Bitcoin at the time, you'd be a a billionaire. My God, listen, can, Bitcoin can is doing remind- really bad right now. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is trash. really bad. I Stop reminding me about how much wow. I messed up early on. Don't, don't please. Every you know why you why you keep why you keep making me reminisce down the deep end, man. You've been doing this all episode. I'm hey, sick listen. of this. Hey, listen, God, over hey. here talking about car wash. I don't make never, the mistake I again. I don't ever want to hear a car wash again. <laughs> don't don't bring up that movie. Actually, my no, guy. car wash is a remake. Can you believe that? How did the, the, the executives okay? Oh, we're going to make a movie about a car wash. <laughs> we couldn't, oh, we couldn't get Leonardo DiCaprio to play the main character. Let's oh, just get God. Dr. Dre. <laughs> anyway. I think that's a good note, man. Let's end the episode, man. Listen, if you guys enjoyed the episode, if you made it this far, you know, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Like the episode, share it, do whatever you need to do. Let us know what you think is the best topic of this episode on social media. We will be engaging with you guys as always. We appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, yeah, man, we've reached the end of the show. And on that note, as always, if you're giving advice, make sure that mother sucker is ill. Either that or put it in a cake. Like when you bake it, put that elevised thought in the cake. It might be good. No, I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Bow! <laughs>